The American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading, there's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must eat America back. Main Street to Wall Street, cities and states, Washington D.C. Before it's too late, there's not long. We need leaders who lead us, not stick us and bleed us, then ransom our future and our children's. That's wrong. We must eat America back as liberty weeps. Our forefathers spin in their graves. Pray God will bless some way out of this mess. We must take America back. And we begin the second hour of the National Intel Report. I'm your host, Steve Elkins, and today's date is May 1st, 2023. And it's Monday. It means the second hour belongs to my good friend and co-host, Mr. Rami Donald. Are you there? Yes, I am, Steve. It's well, been a while, caught, eh? Yeah, I don't know if you caught the first hour with uh, Harley Schlanger, but I tell you, that was quite a treat. Oh, I only caught the last 10 minutes. Well, I tell you what, it reminded me of that time I came over the first time that Ron and I actually sat down and talked. Uh, John Stadler had hooked this up, says, you guys need to get together sometime. And I, I, was, I was going through the woods trying to find Ron's house. That was the biggest chore, to find Ron's house. Nobody could find Ron's house, so don't even try but I found I got Ron's house and we sat down and we spent about eight hours talking politics. I don't think we did. We didn't really take a break. And I felt the same way talking with Harley tonight. I could go on it for another hour or two. So many questions, so many things I want to ask. Harley uh, is such an educated man, and I'm really happy to have him back at RBN and come on once a month. Um, quite the treat. I'm sure the RBN listeners are going to benefit from this and uh, looking forward for a long lasting relationship with Harley Schlanger. It was, it was a good show today. Really appreciate that. Wow. Not bad. Yeah. So uh, yeah. How, how are you feeling? You know, I, I've only been texting you and emailing, but, uh, yeah, I, I've, I've heard that with well, that same question. How are you feeling? Do you, how are you feeling about yeah. thousands of times here? But no, it's, it's never a bad thing to ask that because, uh, I, I am doing better. I'm getting, I'm getting stronger. Yeah. And, um, I'm getting beefed up a little bit here, preparing for the next stage of what's going to happen, the treatments, and uh, doing the best I can and keeping a positive attitude, positive mental attitude, which is really important, and focusing on uh, the, the next chapter. Uh, you know, Ronnie and I talked, and, and um, I'm, not, I'm not done yet. I've got a lot more to accomplish, and uh, I've got to stick around to continue to be that thorn in the side of my enemy. I, I'm not done with what I need to do. Well, I feel the same way. You know, that's why I'm sticking around. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not done yet. No. So, and I understand your wife's a contractor now, huh? Yeah, yeah, she's in the construction business now. I think she's going to quit nursing and just lay pavers from now on. <laughs> she's in the other room. I'm sure she's probably laughing and saying, my, you know, she said my knuckles hurt. She feels like she has arthritis now. And I said, nah, it's, it's just, it'll go away. Uh, but no, she did a super job. And I got the light job of all of it. I actually got to have some fun 
cutting the pavers with a tile saw, which is kind of difficult because the blade is only seven inches. And I have to flip it over and have a good steady eye and a good steady hand and a, and a sharp eye. And I cut some some custom blocks, perfect, and, and put them in place. So that's the best I could do. Uh, well, I under have to a, say, a pretty choice of tiles, you know, pavers. I, yeah, yeah. It's absolutely are, gorgeous. Yeah, it looks pretty good. It's kind of checkerboarded almost. Yeah, it looks nice. And uh, it's um, definitely adding some value to our property. And I've always got another project, you know. never It never yeah. ends, Ron. You know what I'm talking about. It never ends. I do. I know. You know, it, I, I, I taught my wife how to use a, a, well, a chop saw and how to cut tile and put in counters and things of that nature. So, yeah, it's, you know, you, you count on someone and, you know, yeah. your wife is right there for you. She's, she's done a great job. She's very supportive in everything I've done. And uh, for what's going on, she's she's my rock. And uh, I appreciate that. You know, I've the, the RBN listening audience, Ron, has been, you know, I've always said, and it's not just saying it, it's been family for me for the last six years. And uh, getting closer and closer to, you know, callers and emails I can receive all the time. And it's uh, it's a nice feeling. It's a nice feeling to be loved, I guess, the word for I'm using. But it is. And I'm not going to get all yeah. teary-eyed here about it. But it does mean a lot to me for the listeners to say, you know, we're, hey, we're praying for you, man. We're pulling for you. And I've had some great support from the, the hosts on this network also to cover me while I've been gone. And by the way, next I will be there at my show uh, off the beaten path on Sunday, but Monday, the following Monday, um, Ron, you get another weekend. You get another Monday off as Steve stars is going to be taking over the show oh, okay. and, uh, and covering for me as I'm at back in the hospital again for a procedure. So um, you'll have next Monday off to go play. Oh, well, and I got a lot to do. So I know that. you do. And Steve stars will take over then. So let's, let's get to some news here. Um, Ron, I got to ask you, you, you watch the news about as much as I do, and you watch certain networks. You probably watch a little bit of Fox. I watch a little bit of Fox. I watch a little bit of Tucker just to see what Tucker is going, getting into, what, how far will he go with, this, with the subject matter. And, of course, you know he got terminated. He got fired. There was no mutual agreement separation from Fox and Tucker Carlson. He got fired flat out, and there's many reasons probably why he did, but I got to ask you, um, how significant is this firing going to be for the listening audience, the millions of viewers that they had? They're good. I, I assume they're going to look for his travels where he may be end up you know, landing. But uh, how significant is this in the truth media for what we have in truth media for the mainstream media? How significant is this? Well, it's pretty significant. You know, I believe he had um, at least four million uh, listeners. And which is a large amount of listeners. He was the the highest noted yeah. news commentator, mm-hmm. fact commentator yeah. on the networks, comparing all the networks. So, yeah. And, and um, from what I understand, uh, the Fox uh, station has lost, what, a billion dollars in sales? Uh, actually, billion it was dollars 4. in advertising? 4.8% the first day which equated about $5 billion lost in one day. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and Tucker is just, he's okay with it. You know, they probably had to pay off his contract, which was probably for another couple of years. So he's, he's coming out on the good end, basically. 
but I've also seen him on YouTube, you know, talking about the, the situation. And he's kind of tight-lipped why, but I think it had to do uh, with politics more than anything else. Well, it seems he, he did dive into some areas that I think uh, the government didn't want him to go into. Uh, of course, the JFK assassination, locking yeah. down uh, what, another 70 years of the rest of the remaining papers. Uh, why why would that be? Well, it's, it's not to prosecute and go after people who are conspiring, who actually carried out the assassination of John F. Kennedy, but uh, to protect the institution itself, the corruption, the, the intelligence uh, were involved um, with the assassination of, of um, John F. Kennedy, and it's yeah. just protecting the institution itself and making sure the government uh, stays in power. Because I think if the if the average American knew that their own government conspired with intelligence to kill their own president, I think I think this government would totally collapse. Don't you think? Uh, you know, I'd like to believe that, but I doubt it. I I think people tend to accept things and let them pass by without um, actually gathering together and, and doing some active um, movement against the government. Look at, I mean, we have, what, 535 people in Congress, yeah, right. and we've done nothing to control those people as yeah, a massive yeah. population. So I have a tendency to believe that we're just uh, allowing the status quo to, to flow. Too comfortable. Americans are too, yeah. too comfortable. So what would it take, Ron? What would it take? Would it take a combination of many things? Uh, would it would an economic collapse and maybe getting involved in a, a war with Russia and uh, being the new Vietnam? Would that, would that be it? Well, I, I think if truth actually came out about the money system, about um, what has transpired over the last several decades from taking – private property and turn it into commercial property so that government may control the properties of the people and like I said the money system taking it over and giving out worthless uh, instruments called certificates but having nothing backing them I think if the people actually were educated in these things they'd stop it they would stop it like yesterday mm -hmm. but uh, they're uneducated most people haven't got a clue well, that I was mentioning to to Harley that I, I do believe you and I are not in the the big picture. They know to go after the young minds to mold those young minds for the for the future for the government they have in the future. Plan for them. Uh, you and I are a total waste of time. I mean, we can fight back and we can go up against them on the LGBTQ and the transgender and all these different things. This this indoctrination process, the misinformation, disinformation, the using of our children. Uh, it doesn't seem to matter because they've already labeled you and I as domestic terrorists. Yeah. And you're only going to be on the planet for so long anyway, so we're going to focus on the children. And for some reason, they've they've got this thing locked in, uh, Ron, very, very much so locked in. They have the uh, PTA boards. They've got the courts on their side for some reason. And they, they keep using the label of uh, discrimination and you're a homophobe or or xenophobe, they, they find ways to label you, to shut you down all the time. And it seems to be working because people are just, they're just too compliant and too silent. And you know yeah. what I feel about silence? Silence is implied consent. You're going along with it if you, if you don't open your mouth and say something. Um, I'm disappointed. I was disappointed in the physicians at the hospital who kept their mouths shut when they knew something was very wrong about the COVID pandemic that started up. 
how the things didn't all march out and that there was a lot of fraud right from the very beginning I saw. From the very beginning, I spoke up. But physicians evidently being blackmailed or saying economic blackmail, saying, if you don't go along with this, we'll, we'll take away your careers. You, you'll be bankrupt, you know. Um, it's sad. I, I don't know. America needs a spine. Uh, certain people in certain areas need a spine to grow a spine. Yeah. Well, considering the youth, the youth goes along with the trends. I remember uh, when I was young, I became a, a, a Beatle fan. I became a, a peace uh, follower, um, a Trekkie. I mean, I went along with the flow. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I can't fault our youth for following what they're taught or what the trend is. Right. It's just that uh, critical thinking isn't applied any longer, you know. Yeah. For some reason. No, it's not. It's not at all. Well, you know, to get critical thinking, you have to have common sense first. You know, common sense is one of the first things. Critical thinking comes much later with experience. Yeah. You know, and and uh, situations where you you have to use critical thinking to get yourself out of a jam. But if you don't have the the common sense, first of all, we're we're, you're in trouble. You'll never get the second part, critical thinking. I I can't imagine you, Ron, back in San Francisco, back in the '60s, wearing the. uh, that flowered shirt with the beads around <laughs> your neck. And, and I can't imagine you You looking well, like I, I was an introvert, but I was all for peace. Okay. Well, I am too. <laughs> always been. Always been for peace. Gone yeah. to many, uh, many a, a peace rally, anti-war rally, and I'm sure they all know who I am. And They've got facial recognition back then. I'm sure they know this is, this is the guy right here. He's on RBN right now. Yeah, uh, yeah I've, been, I've been out there for a while. But uh, what else is what else is in your woods? Uh, what do you else do you think uh, it's interesting out there that we got to address tonight? I'm going to throw this your way a little bit. Oh, geez. Uh, well, Tucker was the biggest thing. You know, that that was unexpected. You know, that was just uh, night and day. Well, you that. know, that's the that was their golden goose. Admit it. That's the golden goose. That's the goose that laid those golden eggs that brought him in the billions of dollars of ad advertising. Uh, they killed their golden goose right after right after. The judgment, basically the waving the white flag to to surrender to Dominion, to give them what seven hundred eighty-seven point five million dollars. They waved the white flag, and soon after, agreeing to that sum of money, they fired their golden goose. It didn't yeah. doesn't make much sense. Uh, the other topic is digital currency. That um, having a foothold, it, it will destroy this this country completely. And, and I say that because, and that we've talked about it. It, it yeah. controls every aspect of a citizen's life: his privacy, what he spends, uh, what he owns, uh, how he negotiates. Everything is up for grabs at that point by a controlling government. If that's uh, if that's the trend. Although I understand Texas is starting to, or has a two bills into the House and the Senate to back their. Uh, digital currency, or the not the digital currency, but the um, uh, geez, I can't even think of the the currency that uh, it's kind of like digital currency by gold. They're backing it by gold. That's mm-hmm. that's what they're trying to pass through the state of Texas. Which, if they go for it, then every other state should probably follow because that would make uh, Texas uh, uh, the one the one state that one would want to invest in as far mm-hmm. as currencies. Even with all those illegals floating in, huh? Even with all the illegals floating in. I'm telling you, if you get real money, you have uh, you basically intact your rights back to yourself at that point. Mm-hmm. Because it's money. It's, it's money based in 
a legitimate backing, something that can be exchanged for precious metals that actually give you your rights. Without it, you have debt instruments and you don't have any rights. You have privileges and immunities. Yeah. Well, we see in other countries are buying buying up gold very, very fast. Russia, Germany, many other countries just buying up gold. I mean, how much gold is out there? I don't know. But yeah. I mean, do we have enough to actually think about, does anybody, you know, do we have enough to actually back our currency to keep it sta- uh, stable? I, I, I don't know. That's, well, you that's don't, even you, possible. Yeah. You don't necessarily have to back it dollar for dollar. You just back it by a percentage of gold. And that starts... Uh, then it starts inflating over the years as far as mm-hmm. the gold and, and the labor and the equation goes together. You start increasing the backing. So but, what what percentage would we need to, to back it with? How much percentage? I, would, I mean, you could start with 1% if you wished. Mm-hmm. It at least put value into the dollar. Okay. And then as labor increases, you know, and we really we really increase the value of assets by labor. And as labor increases, the value of the gold will increase. Even that 1% gold right now, in the future, labor would increase it to 10% and 20%. Yeah. Well, one of the questions I asked Harley today in the first hour was, you know, he, he talked about we need to get back to being a, a a nation that actually produces products, get back to manufacturing. I don't, Rhonda, I don't see how that's possible. I really don't. The greedy corporations kind of like the way they have it. Uh, they avoid EPA standards, uh, air emission standards. They uh, they bypass the trade unions. Uh, they don't have to worry about any of that stuff there with the pay increases and the walkout strikes. I, I don't know how we can get back manufacturing in this country. I think Americans are addicted to cheap prices. I mean, if you're – unless – there, we, we're going to all have to give in for something here, but I mean, just as an example, let's say the a big screen TV, a 65 inch TV, which it costs you about uh, $400, $500, let's say $450. What the difference? So, if we now to bring this back and manufacturing back to the United States from China, the $450 TV now, now goes up to $1,000. Yeah. And without the ability for people to have increased pay, They'll be paying more for the product. They're they're not going to do it. It's not going to fly. I think they're addicted to the, to the cheap low prices of of foreign of foreign made. I don't know how you bring it back now, and well, uh, and, and kick off a of manufacturing. I'm not sure how to do it. Well, the the best thing to do in order to make this country flourish is to remove all restraints against competition. Competition is such a controlled aspect of mm-hmm. production that the president has been given unfathomable amount of power over the economy and controlling competition. But, you know, the the way this country first prospered was um, a man would create a mousetrap and then some guy would say, hey, I can do that cheaper and better. And, of course, what that did to your, your, your money in your pocket was raise it by a percentage. If he, if he made a mousetrap, 50% of what a current mousetrap was out there, you would increase your, your dollar in your pocket by 50%. So it's competition that really promotes uh, a country flourishing. So basically what you're saying is Reaganomics. We would uh, abolish right. re- abolish regulated, regulative, uh, regulatory law and administrative law, basically. You'd say that. Absolutely. Absolutely. That would work. That would work. Short commercial break. We'll come back. My good friend, Ron McDonald, and we'll be right back. 
Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash RBN. Do you truly want to stay out of the system? Are you prepared to buy into the biggest scam since the Iraqi dinar? If not, then put your money where it belongs, in your possession, not in the hands of an international MLM cartel. At Kettle Moraine Limited, we will provide you with the finest Swiss-minted detachable gram sheets of pure 24-karat gold for hundreds of dollars less than the so-called privately-issued credit cards with elusive gold backing. Gold backing... The only gold that I want is in my back pocket, not backed by promises of an operation even the U.S. Chamber of Commerce is suspect of, giving a rating of C-. To get the full story, visit SierraMadrePreciousMetals.com and go to the Valcombi Bullion Vault. Once you have read the whole story about the scam being perpetrated on an unsuspecting public and how you can avoid being a victim by purchasing these beautiful, barterable, tradable sheets of gold at tremendous savings and in the strictest of privacy, be prepared to take the steps to protect your wealth with the purchase of the real deal. Detachable 50-gram gold bars from Kettle Moraine Limited by calling 602-799-8214. Ask about our one-ounce Valcombi detachable bars, which break into one-tenth ounce bars. And don't forget, for all of your precious metal needs, whether buying or having the need to sell, call Kettle Moraine Limited. Remember, no dinar, no celery, and no carrots. If you buy from someone else... Tell them you want AU, not BS. Call Kettle Moraine LTD today at 602-799-8214. Kettle Moraine LTD, 602-799-8214. you So, Ron, I agree with you 100%. Uh, abolish regulatory law and uh, administrative law and go back to uh, the, the success of Ronald Reagan. Reaganomics, they actually right. Right. The term, the, the name of Reaganomics. You think Donald Trump would do that? Um, he started uh, deregulating. So I think his goal would have been to deregulate and and uh, start the competition factor or that 
area of law back into society to produce products here in the United States. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the way Donald Trump thinks. So, yeah, yeah. but you know what? One of the problems that most people don't even recognize is that all law basically today falls under the executive branch of government. You know, from your state laws, they develop uh, administrative agencies such as your medical boards and your contractor boards, plumbing, everything else. It all falls under there, and they actually create their own laws. Yeah. And unlike the the governments, you know, how they're, they're put together, they have decentralized powers. You know, the judicial is separate from the legislature, which is separate from the executive branch in the administrative agencies they're centralized they adjudicate the the laws that they create and enforce the laws that they create so we're at a loss right there we're take, yeah. being taken advantage of on a communist basically platform yeah. so I that agree. that's one of the factors that uh, are just that has destroyed this country and going back to 1933, Roosevelt created a new crime. And, you know, the federal government only had three crimes that uh, it was in charge of. And that was piracy, treason, and counterfeiting security instruments. Uh, they created a fourth crime, hoarding. Yeah. And you were considered a hoarder if you had any gold in your house, yeah. any gold That's right. whatsoever. That's right. Here, so, here, I mean, give us your gold, and we'll give you this little piece of paper right. that says – that's, that your gold is worth this much. Yeah, I know. So you can see everything that's wrong with this country. I mean, yeah. it, the rights of the people have been just taken away without their knowledge. You know, has anybody ever challenged the uh, licensure for uh, for any profession? Has anybody ever challenged that? Because that does not equate to competency. It's simply paying to a system to say, can I work in your state? Has anybody ever challenged that? Uh, not to my knowledge. The first license was... Uh, for mixed marriages, you had to have a license to get married to someone outside your race. And then when the Civil War came along, uh, President Lincoln decided he was gonna start licensing everything. And he actually proposed licensing dogs and the people just went into an outrage on that. So he didn't do that. But that's where your licensing came from. It's basically uh, the, the ability to do something that otherwise would be illegal to do. And it's permission from your government. So Lincoln is responsible for all these uh, these licensures. Right. Yeah. Dang him. <laughs> I know. It was a tax to find I, I did not know that. I'm glad you, yeah. you brought that up. By the way, I just had a pop-up on my computer here. You're going to love this one, Ron. Uh, the U.S. military is tracking another high-altitude balloon that crossed over <laughs> into Hawaii and is now heading somewhere here. I, I didn't click oh, on it yet. But, uh, again, we're back to the um, – I guess the spy balloons from China, for some reason, they're going back to old technology spy balloons. I always thought the whole idea of spying, Ron, was to to get in and never be noticed, but uh, right. uh, defeats the purpose. Uh, but now we get, we, we're going back to old school, big giant spy balloons you could spot up in the air. And again, uh, they'll probably shoot this one down, as they did last time at $400,000 a pop. And uh, you never know what's in that basket, you know. And it's amazing that they actually shot it down. And I thought to myself, why not send uh, why not send up a drone? Take a look inside there. It, it, so uh, it's hilarious. I mean, they could shoot down the balloons, but they couldn't stop uh, a rocket from hitting the Pentagon. Right. Exactly. Makes no sense. Excellent point. Excellent point. Hey, we got a caller coming in right now. Let's uh, let's go to the phones and talk to James in Vancouver. Welcome, James. 
Uh, yes, uh, I just heard mention of uh, competition in the American market, and of course, I had to call in and uh, say once again one of the reasons why we don't get the products we could get is because the corporations have all of their PhDs signed in blood, and the corporations will not release products until they feel they have properly amortized their investment in their products that you're getting right now. Your comments. Can, can you simplify that? <clears throat> well, let's say uh, when you, uh, you're, the, you're uh, a big pharma company and you want uh, FDA approval, you got to get $800 million right on the spot and hand that over to the uh, Food and Drug Administration. Oh. And uh, you hiring a doctor to do the research might cost you 2500 bucks. All right. Yeah. So now that eight hundred million, where is that going to come from? Well, that's going to come from the bond market. Does that mean James? It? James, uh, great call. Uh, hang on, we're going to finish back at this call after right. this commercial break. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Hey there, are you going to wait till the cows come home to get your new Ease Off Drop and Lift? What in the world is an Ease Off Drop and Lift? Our Ease-Off is a new tool to increase production for your meat processing company that will get that whole hog or half a beef on or off your rail with our remote control. That sounds great, but can I afford it? Sure, and the Ease-Off installs fast. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue, speed up your line, and increase profits. Okay, I'm convinced. Where can I get my Ease-Off? Go to easeoff.com. That's E-A-Z-E-O-F-F dot com. And hurry because we're offering free shipping for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC, 417-932-6419. My name is Don Wiskin, and at 42 years old, I suffered a massive heart attack, lost 35% of my heart to damaged tissue, and was supposed to spend the rest of my life on disability. What did I do? I took Extendivite, a garlic and cayenne mix of seven herbs which rebuilt my heart and gave me back my life. For over 17 years now, I have made this formula available to you so you don't have to suffer the same thing I did. Clean your blocked arteries and strengthen your heart and boost your natural immune system. I'm 60 years old now, and I still work every day. To get your Extendivite, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply of either capsules or liquid. Extend your life with Extendivite. 
homeowners? Are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. Back to the phones. Let's pick up where we left off with James in Vancouver. You had a question for Ron McDonald. Hello, I was uh, giving an observation as to why in the United States of America, for one thing, your drug prices are higher than anywhere else in the world, and you can't get the things that you might be able to get in South America, okay? Because of all of this red tape that gets set down by the Congress because the Congress and the Food and Drug Administration, the American Medical Association, the big banks, and big pharma for just a few, they're all in a coalition. Yeah. Right? You, uh, James, you, and do all understand, those- you do understand, James, that a big part of the pricing of uh, the drugs from the pharmaceutical goes back to a number of failed drugs that they have in the works that fail completely, and they must make their money back on that on that failed research. You do understand that they they factor it in, and the new drug that is successful in getting FDA approval. You do understand that, correct? Well, I absolutely believe that's true, of course. But um, look at uh, there's no way a bond trader is going to issue me bonds for my seven uh, percent <laughs> solution. Right, mm-hmm. lend me eight hundred million dollars when it's going to put all his roller decks out of business. See, because my my uh, product is a hundred and ten thousand times percent uh, better than anything else out there on the market. But they're not going to do that because they're going to put those people who owe them money out of business. Yeah, there you go. Well, run comment. Yeah. Well, you know, as far as uh, the FDA and things of that nature, I'm referring to Mm -hmm. a case, and I'm going to quote exactly what the judge said in this case, because we're dealing with FDA, which is dealing with crimes and that if you violate their laws Mm -hmm. and that. Uh, And this is the quote. In addition, there can be no doubt Congress intended that jurisdiction over federal crimes should be exercised by the state courts. 
an act of 1806 authorized certain state courts to take cognizance of all complaints and prosecutions for fines, penalties, and forfeitures arising under the revenue laws. And that statute, one of the United States statutes, that says that if the United States wanted to come after a citizen within a stay for any violation of a federal law, that that the federal government had to go through the district attorney of the county and that the citizen had a right to be judged by his peers in the place where the crime was committed. Doesn't that sure. throw a wrench into the, the federal jurisdiction over citizenry? Well, uh, I and, can quote you the Supreme Court uh, decision in Leotril around 1979, which turned over 11 states that had legalized it. And the, fe- and the uh, Supreme Court says, no, you're going to listen to us and just uh, get rid of your Leotril and it's all over. I'm paraphrasing, of course. Yeah, well, th- this actually Court is a statute is. still on the books. <laughs> well, yeah. It but, says that, um, it says that the see, federal government has no jurisdiction over crimes. It's the state governments mm-hmm. that protect their citizens. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure that's what it says, but that's not the way it plays out. No, and that's the Sixth Amendment. This is basically the Sixth Amendment I'm talking right. about to the Constitution. Right. Now, when you get into court and argue the Sixth Amendment, uh, what kind of judge are you going up against? You're going up against a Fourteenth Amendment citizen. Yeah, and what? And, and suppose the judge says, "Well, counsel, I don't really want to hear this today. Case dismissed." Yeah, Ever happened? Well. To you? You know, you do have you do have judges like that, but you also have conservative yeah. judges that want to hear the law and hear the truth of the case. Mm-hmm. Well, are you able to know which are the conservative and which are the bad ones before you get into court? Uh, you can you can research the judges and see how they mm-hmm. basically what their political bent yeah, is. Well, it might be a good idea. But I mm-hmm. had a lawyer buddy. He had lots of cases dismissed, and he had a cold case. And he looked at it, he says, well, that will be a good one to appeal counsel, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, right. So, you know, going to court is a crapshoot, right? I was yeah, it is. I was a paralegal. Yeah, well, you see, but people don't know that. Lawyers say, oh, yeah, we're going to go to court. Yeah, well, we're going to do it. Or, oh, you got to pay me up front, see? I know all about that. Yeah, uh- I haven't met a, an attorney that I really like, so. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what's, what's the old saying? Uh, what's uh, what do you call a thousand thousand attorneys, a thousand lawyers at the bottom of the ocean? A good start. Well, a good you, start. you heard the one. Yeah. You heard the one. How do you know an attorney power, is lying right? when they open their mouths? Yeah, yeah his lips are moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah his right, lips right. are moving. <laughs> yeah. Not that I'm not. I know okay. there's some good attorneys. Yeah. Are. Oh, yeah, I'm there's sure. honest ones, probably yeah. like patent lawyers. Maybe, that's, yeah. maybe, maybe a patent lawyer. The patent lawyer. You yeah, don't think that guy lawyer. might decide to walk away with that patent? He, he could. Knows, yeah, he, he could. He could go over and sell it to China. He could. Sure they yeah, can. He might. Sure they can. Yeah, they could. Uh, that's that's uh, uh, old man uh, Goodyear died penniless because he couldn't protect the patent on, on his vulcanization of 1844. Right? He couldn't protect it. He, he went broke trying to sue everybody. They were stealing it. Yeah. So, all, all right, right, sir. Good sir. example. I, I agree with you there. I, I think uh, a patent lawyer would not be trustworthy. <laughs> Don't trust the patent lawyer. <laughs> hey, James, thanks for your 
call. We got to move on, though. Thanks for the call. 512-248-8252. 512-248-8252. We got open lines right now. Um, going to go into a little story. Ron, I talked to you about a couple of days ago. I, I lost another friend in, in California. You're my only friend left over in California. Uh, I know that, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, she contacted me through text and said, what's it like living in a state that's ruled by a dictator? And I thought, what? Ron DeSantis is a dictator? I, but I got an interesting call last night on my show, and I started to think about it. And I, initially, we heard through the mainstream media that Governor Ron DeSantis from Florida had actually gone to Israel. And what's his business in Israel? Well, he claimed to be looking for some kind of trade deal with Israel and Florida. I don't know what that would be. Didn't specify, just looking for some business trade deal for with Israel for Florida. And I started thinking about it after I got the call from a listener last night. And I started thinking about what is the protocol for all presidential candidates is to actually go to Israel to get their blessing, essentially get their blessing, tell Israel what they will promise to do if they actually get in office. It shows that Israel definitely has a very strong right. reach of our politics in the United States to actually maybe put a man in the presidency of the Oval Office. And I started thinking to myself, maybe that's what he was doing there, because I know he's falling in the polls. He's, he's, he's pretty far down there as compared to Donald Trump. So what other business would he have in Israel would be to get the blessings and try to work on his poll numbers to get the backing of Israel and maybe push uh, out uh, Donald Trump in the presidency for 2024. Uh, it's a possibility. It seems to be that's the protocol for all candidates to fly to Israel to, I don't know if you want to say kiss the ring, but uh, get approval from Israel and promise what you may deliver them if you get the Oval Office. And I got a funny feeling that's maybe what happened on this trip yeah. to Israel from Ron DeSantis. Yeah, it's, a, it's possible. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I would yeah. agree with that. Yeah. So the caller, whoever called that in last night, uh, there's something going on, Fishy. I I, I got to so, think maybe you're onto something there because, like I said, I, I had a flashback. Wait a minute. They all go to Israel before the presidential election. They go about a year before, and they probably go back in six months to refresh their minds of what they're going to do for, for Israel. But uh, I got a funny suspicion that might be the, me, the possibility. Yeah. Let me quickly ask you about this woman. What was her what was her reasoning behind calling DeSantis a— uh, well, evidently, it's 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 got to be over the don't say gay bill, which, by the way, the bill does not say don't say gay. There's nothing in the bill whatsoever that says you can't say gay um, and probably going after Disney, shutting Disney down with getting that free money. They've been subsidized from from the state forever. And uh, they took it away. They said, no, you're on you're on your own. Basically, your own amenities. You take care of your own fire fire suppression and everything else you can't use our services so he basically pulled the plug on them for for going woke and to uh and because they actually are starting to indoctrinate or trying to uh, go after the children using their cartoon characters and their movies and uh he said that's enough of that you know i i mean what a bad business model uh disney has gone from entertaining children to brainwashing and indoctrinating children to a lifestyle that well it's the alternative lifestyle. Right. Uh, they forgot their business model. They forgot who they're actually catering to. And we look at Disney for, for entertainment. And for some reason, they decide to infuse their own politics. And uh, that's, that's going to cost them. It's going to cost them huge, 
by doing that. And uh, so, Don, you know, Ron DeSantis said, that's it. We're cutting our funding from you. And basically, if you want to leave, you want to leave the state of Florida, we're fine with that, too. Uh, we've got plenty of entertainment here. we got beaches. we got everything. And so uh, we'll, we'll still continue to be uh, no state tax here in Florida. Even if Disney leaves tomorrow, we would still be able to be able to be, you know, paying no taxes, no state tax. But uh, I think that's what happened. I think that's uh, I think that's what she meant by going after Disney, um, not listening to the federal government on the vaccine mandates. She's a state employee. I assume she's vaxxed and boosted up and didn't like it that um, that Ron DeSantis has said, no, no, we're not going to do that. I'm not going to force people to take a shot, an experimental shot. I'm not going to do that. And they're certainly not going to lose their jobs over it. We're not going to go. They're not going to allow this economic extortion to happen here. So he fought for us to keep our jobs. And I think she thinks that's uh, rebellious and that's anti-government and uh, that's being a dictator, not listening to the federal government. At the same time, I would say to this person, Gigi, I'd say, Gigi, your borders are wide open. You're getting flooded with illegal aliens and your president, the man in the Oval Office, is allowing it to happen. Your your, Your cost of living is going up. Your quality of life is going down. You're paying more in taxes. So what are you what are you so happy about? Crazy. You know? yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, we got some calls coming in here. We got four in the loop right now. So let's get to some calls before the, the hour is up here. Pat in Texas, welcome to the show. Oh, hi, Steve. And uh I just wanted to respond to uh James from Vancouver, y'all discussion on the judges. Mm-hmm. Uh in the middle of Isaiah chapter 40, it says the judges, they shall not stand, they shall not be planted. And uh, I found out, and, and there's somewhere else, that God said to remind him of his word. So that's what we have to do. I mean, uh, I, I saw that happen one time. I was just thinking those scriptures one time, and I called the courthouse or something or other, and she says, oh, we can't talk. It was been a shooting. Somebody shot up the courtroom. And it turned out that uh, they said, oh, that was such a wonderful judge, uh, but he's now disabled, whatever. I thought, I don't think he was a wonderful judge. <laughs> I had to be that <laughs> But anyway, I just thought I would throw that out there because hey, you, you asked me those sorts of things. <laughs> and that's what I thought of. I'm not saying uh, that uh, it's not going to cost you some money. I, uh, I don't even want to talk about stuff, but I thought, oh no! Somebody recommended well, if you, this. If, you know, if you get a liberal judge, Pat, if you get a liberal judge and he doesn't, he doesn't want to listen to the Constitution, uh, and he he goes against you, he rules against you. You can simply say, well, okay, that's fine. Um, I had that uh, happen, and I remember telling it on RBN, and they said, oh, uh, she she uh, she asked her dog. And they were saying God was dog backwards, you know. No, uh-uh. <laughs> I was just nope. saying you, you just appeal, just appeal to another court and it a different a judge this time. Well, and I uh, maybe you might have better success and better luck the next See, time. I lost. I lost because uh, uh, my dog case. I defended myself anyway. But the, the reason I lost, if I didn't lost, I couldn't take it higher. And I think that the jury really wanted me to take it higher. So, okay, Pat. But I I'd love to talk more, but I got five in the loop. That means a speed okay. round. Thanks for calling. No, anyway, appreciate your call. This is going to be a speed round. We got four in the loop here. We got to get through these calls. So let's go back, Patrick in Texas. You got about a minute or two. Yeah, uh, this is 
Pat here, Patrick. Uh, you know, uh, talk about you. Know, you got the, the grandparents got to step in and homeschool the kids. That's the only way I see out of this. Or they're going to, you know, fill in the void here. Uh, but one thing I want to talk about is the Peoria device. And uh, this guy, uh, the French government was funding this guy. He would, uh, he would, he learned from the, you know, the people went into the Tesla lab and they would instantaneously be healed. And so he he took that technology, that idea of it, and he created a Peoria device. And he would like, he would take totally terminal rats, and then uh, he would he would subject them to this to this electrical device, a Peoria device, and they would all be healed. And he could take one drop of blood from those from most rats, and and then uh, redo the next patch, and they'd be healed. But so uh, they didn't understand the technology behind it. It was a uh, it looked like the damn, you know, in the Egyptian pyramids where these twin vacuum tubes were, were, were opposed to each other. That's roughly what it is. It's a, it's a, but, uh, you got, so you got, you got two different kind of plasma. You got a cold plasma and a hot plasma. Hot plasma is explosion. It's, you know, and, and then, but you have a cold plasma that's cold and it implodes. And that's, it goes, it goes in the longitudinal waves. Which are going to penetrate the nucleus of the cell and and reform it, reorganize it. But that's how, roughly how it works. But anyway, I, I'm going to back out of that because it's kind of a little bit far to go. But uh, the pre-order device it came from the uh, from the Tesla technology and um, mm-hmm. and uh, it's called plasma. I, I'll let somebody else take over. Thank you. All right, appreciate Steve, the caller. Did you get the name of that again? Pre-order device. Any way you can spell it, or Steve, did you understand? Because I can barely hear him. Oh no, I'll I'll tell you after the show. Here. Okay, we got to we got to get through these calls. Okay, uh, Wayne in Texas, you're next up. Keep it about a minute or two. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Uh, hey, uh, Ron, you talked about administrative law earlier, which we know is not true positive law that's created by the legislature. It's called actually color of law. And I think it's a real uh, intrusion on our rights. So uh, with no constitutional basis, you know, we now have this stuff called lawfare. And I was wondering if, uh, how would you define lawfare? And if you were uh, charged with some kind of hate crime where you made an anti-trans statement or anti-CRT, how would you handle it? And I know it's a short answer, but maybe we talk about it next week too. Good question. Good question. Uh, I have to understand what you mean by lawfare. That's well, the, the term lawfare. Security? Well, no, the term lawfare, or? where they're using administrative or color of law oh, okay. to uh, you know attack right. people and try bring them into court under you know really BS circumstances. Well, you know, and it still is a foundation of this country that if if you're going to be uh, if you're going to be charged with the crime, you have a right to go before a jury. That, mm-hmm. That's our protected right. And the administrative process does not allow that. They, they try you by a hearing without a jury, and they come against you. And it's usually for a license or a violation of a license. Anything from DMV to you name it is all mm-hmm. under that executive branch of government. So mm-hmm. it's, it's actually removing you from your inalienable rights under the constitution of the state. Well, let me, let me also add, Ron, in order to be considered a hate crime, there must be a victim. There must be injury. Right. And you saying something about derogatory, you don't agree with the trans movement. 
is not a hate crime because there is no victim. There is no injury. There's no harm done. And, and the Supreme Court has already interpreted that the law is steadfast, that there must be an injury for right. a crime to be committed. So exactly. where what, the, what about the, what about the guy who got convicted with the meme he had against Hillary Clinton? You know, which was a campaign meme about uh, not having to go to the polls. You could all you voting by uh, by whatever. And he got like I think a ten year sentence. And he, all he did was post well, a meme I, on Facebook. I, I would I would point to the attorneys for neglect of duties. Yeah, yeah. they didn't okay. uh, they didn't properly defend him. Oh sure, that's obvious. Okay, all right, all right. Thank you. You got it, Wayne. Good question. Good question. Uh, let's go back to uh, Texas again. Lark in Texas. Welcome back, Lark. Howdy, guys. Hey, Lark. You know, it's interesting that before uh, the war between the states, that the word that was extant in the people's minds was the word unalienable. And yet, right. on the Lincoln Memorial, we see the word inscribed inalienable. Mm -hmm. Quite a difference. But what I wanted to make mention once again on RBN, and especially for Ron to consider, because, you know, under communitarianism, what we've got is we've got a blending together of the uh, of the private, public, and the social sector. And that includes the uh, epidemiologies, uh, the study of epidemiology, because if you... If you go to the CDC website, you understand that what people like uh, Fauci and Ezekiel Emanuel and Christine Grady, Fauci's wife, are concerned with is epidemiology and the, and the harm or potential harm to a so-called community, not to an individual. And so what I want to direct your attention to is something that anybody can look up online, because this describes exactly what DeSantis is, 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 uh, is uh, a part of. They want to eliminate the First Amendment. And that was true with what happened when the Bolsheviks took over the Soviet Union in 1917. They had to eliminate criticism of the people who took them over. But here it is. The word is core values. Core values is styled as one word. And anybody can download this and read this. It takes about 10 minutes at the most. The subtitle is about incitement to violence. And uh, basically, incitement to genocide. And so that's what these people that are that are trying to do do away with the First Amendment, with this hate speech legislation, which is going to come down the pike. This is what they're after. They're suggesting that if you even mention the name of your uh, jailers, your interlocutors then you're subject to hate speech crime. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'd like you to consider that, Ron, and then address that next time you come on air, because, uh, you know, nobody talks about communitarian law, communitarian yeah. law enforcement, and it's been part and parcel of all law enforcement agencies under the Department of Homeland Security since 9-11, and it's absolutely infected our courts. So we've got to talk about this or, you know, we're going to face the consequences in the future. And that means that we're going to have to, by God, just shut up. Yeah. Which means our being goes that. away. Which means our yeah. being goes away. Yeah. 
Well, we agree. We, hey, Lark, agree. That's a great, great call. Great question. We'll definitely address that. Maybe we can address that next Monday with more time. I've got another call behind you, though. But uh, excellent question. Excellent, excellent observation also. John in Colorado, you're up next. You're our last caller. Yeah, hi, Steve. Good to hear you back. Back to your old self again. And good luck Thanks. to your wife and her new job. Yeah. Listen, I, I've been talking about this over the weekend, and I, I've got this for your there's been a thing that's been going, I, I don't know if it was before the end of the last year or the beginning. These commercials, this is on TV, not YouTube or anything like that. They talk about people combating hate, Jewish hate speech. There were two I saw, one, I can't remember all the things, but the last one was the father talking to his son and said, you know, son, you were right. Hitler was right all the time. Didn't yeah, talk about yeah. exterminating the Jews, just talk about what he did. And it's a combating hate, Jewish hate speech. Now, I was wondering, now, how would that ever come on, t- on, on local TV? Is it um, really true? Or well, that's, that's actually, that's actually a pretty easy, easy uh, question to answer. John, I think you know the answer. You know who controls the media. Yeah. Well, Rick Adams, that's the only, that's the only way that could possibly happen, yeah. The most side controlled by the, their, by the, yeah, the Jewish media. It was by way of deception. So, but what you wonder why they would do it now? They're trying to get it in there, get people going, and then it just all of a sudden just quelch it. So anyway, but anyway, thank you very much. Keep it up, Ron. Good glove. Good to hear from you. All that. Good to hear from Harley. I got a. I got a. Isn't it? Isn't that awesome? Time. He's going to be back once a month. We're going to have him back once a month. Yeah, Great I got stuff. an email him. I got his email. Just don't have the time. Take care of yourself yep. now. You got to challenge him, challenge him with that email. He likes good challenging emails. Uh, great stuff there. Uh, no, that's the only way that could possibly happen. If uh, that commercial, and I did see the same commercial, that could only happen from the who's controlling the the media itself. And we know the answer to that question. So, <sighs> Ron, any parting words? Uh, basically, a, a bad law benefits the state. A good law benefits the citizen. That's wise words. Thank you for listening tonight. Health, happiness, and safe travels. I'll see you back on Sunday for my show, Off the Beaten Path. We will talk again. Good night. Einstein once said, future medicine will be the medicine of frequencies. What did he know? Imagine you hear ocean waves caressing a beach, or a favorite song from the past, or the trickle of the babbling brook. All of these are sound frequencies that positively affect us. Terahertz is a soothing, healing frequency that has been proven to resonate at the same frequency as healthy cells. It penetrates the body and stimulates new healthy cell growth. Want to diminish muscle aches, joint pains, and experience a greater sense of well-being? Tired of spending money on short-term remedies that never seem to work? Soothing, healing, relaxing terahertz frequency is now available and as handy as flipping a switch. Terahertz technology is changing the course of what we were taught about how to maintain our health and well-being. 
To read more about this amazing breakthrough and to order your terahertz frequency wand, go to naturalearthmedicine.com. That's naturalearthmedicine.com. You can't handle the truth! You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit republicbroadcasting.org today because you can handle the truth.